Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy V, and this is Talk Your Truth, back like we have never left with another episode. Today's episode, we're just going to dive right in, man. It's about Elizabeth Banks and Star Wars feminism. So, I just want to start with what happened with Elizabeth Banks, man. Recently, she had a... So, Elizabeth Banks is an actor, writer, director, very well-decorated woman in Hollywood. I've seen a few of her movies. I think she's a great actor. I think she's funny. She has some quips. I mean, I know that her improv work is also like very, very high up there when it comes to people who can do just wing it right when they're on set and still make it be able to go. One of my favorite movies with her is actually um, Zach and Mary make a porno um, when she plays opposite Seth Rogen and also Office Christmas Party where she was just a hell of a good time of a character, man, to say the absolute least. But that's not what I really want to talk about when it comes to her. Recently, she starred, directed, and wrote, starred and directed and wrote the most recent iteration of Charlie's Angels. But that's, that's not really the issue that she did that. The issue is that the fact that she was complaining recently about the performance of her movie and that it opened with only $8.6 million, which is a lot of money still for the average person for the first weekend. Now, if we know anything based off of years past or just this past summer of movies opening, 8.6 is fairly low that's what you assume to get in like the last second to last week or the last week that you have it in theaters before it goes to a discount theater or even before it does the home release so it is fairly low so i understand her frustration with that but this is what really struck me to even wanting to be able to do a recording on this she stated um that the movie itself didn't succeed because and i quote men didn't go see it And that's why it didn't do well. Men have the money and men didn't go out to see this movie and men don't want to see women in this type of movie or a spy type of movie. Now, the quote ended with men didn't go see it. I don't want you to quote me. I was paraphrasing the latter part of that. Now, and also because the movie itself, quote, wasn't or isn't a part of the male genre, end quote. So that's why the movie didn't do good. Charlie's Angels 2019 starred Kirsten Stewart, Elizabeth Banks, and two other fairly up-and-coming, I'm, I'm sure, phenomenal actors in their own regard with two young women. But what really got me was really because she said the movie didn't do good because men didn't go and see it. That's one point. The second point is that it wasn't part of the male genre. Uh, men didn't go and see it, quite frankly, Elizabeth, because it didn't look like a movie that men were supposed to go see or a movie that was geared towards us. Anybody who knows me personally or anybody who's been listening to this knows I'm an equal opportunist. I support equal rights. I support women's rights. I support civil rights. I support all of that, but I would not call myself a feminism or feminist. Excuse me. I do respect and also align with some feminist values but in itself 
not all together. I don't align 100% with feminism. But I feel like this was really, really misdirected. It was misdirected because if you knew what you were saying, if you thought about what you said before you said it, you would have known that it was the false, it was it was a wrong, it was a false statement. It was a wrong thing to say. The reason your movie didn't do good because men didn't go and see it. But we're gonna I'm gonna come back to that first point. The second point is the male genre, because she referred to Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, who are female-led superheroes. Um, the protagonists, main character of the movie are women who happen to be superheroes. And I just want to give you all some statistics. Over over this entire theatrical release, that's from opening weekend, of course, to to home video release, Wonder Woman grossed over $840 million. Captain Marvel grossed over $1 billion. So with her saying that it was a part of the male genre and that men only went to go see those two movies because it was a part of, it was setting up for an ensemble movie like the Avengers or the justice league, respectively. That's the only reason men want to go see it. I think that's completely false. I think that is ridiculous. And I think that it's just misinformed. I was excited for captain Marvel. If captain Marvel had nothing to do with anything else, I would have gone to see it based off of the advertising that was out there. Wonder woman looked like a great movie. I would have went to go see it based off of the advertising that was out there. Charlie's Angels 2019 pretty much to me looked like Girls Trip adding in some spy stuff. Girls Trip with Taraji P. Henson flipped the script, make it a little bit brighter as far as the cast, and add in some super spy stuff with some nice, almost... I don't even know, like neon glittery wing logos or wing tattoos that were supposed to be on them to signify that they were Charlie's Angels. I didn't watch the movie. I also didn't see the trailer until I saw Maleficent in theaters. And I was like, whoa, they're coming out with the Charlie's Angels reboot. I'm on YouTube all the time. I mean, I'm not on watch television, but I'm on YouTube all the time. I got ads about the purple bed. I got ads about the Robert Pattinson and William Defoe lighthouse movie where I haven't even searched movies like that in the past like two years, but I still got the ad is what I'm trying to say. I didn't get an ad for this movie whatsoever. So how would I know when it was coming out number one and when it's presented to me, it looks like a fun time for women and there is nothing wrong with that at all. Because that's what girls trip was. That's what it's for. And I understand if you if you commit to what you are, no matter if it's a success or a failure based off of the box office, you put out a product that was true to what it was supposed to be. But this wasn't. This was very bad. The advertising looked like it was geared towards women so if it looks like a movie that isn't geared towards me or wouldn't pique my interest even if it wasn't geared towards me i'm not about to go out and spend money or even spend my time to go see it 
This has nothing to do with the fact that it being a woman's movie. There are plenty of movies like the Lighthouse movie that I just mentioned just doesn't speak to me. So it's not something that I want to see. But my thing was, is that it hasn't even been 20 years since the last iteration of Charlie's Angels came out with Cameron Diaz, Lucy Liu and Drew Barrymore. So this is like fairly recent in recent people's memory. I, I remember when I first watched it, I was a kid and I loved it. Not even gonna lie, I loved the first one. I loved the say I even liked the second one more than I liked the first one. But you have to think about it. Look at look at you have to think about it. What did this start out with? What did Charlie's Angels start as? Started as a television show about women who were doing espionage and, and spy work to help the world be a better place. It was like 1976 was when it originally released. Then in the early 2000s, it came out with another movie. That's 30 years removed. Almost 30 years removed. That's understandable. But for you to go from what is in recent people's memory with Lucy Liu, Drew Barrymore, and, Drew Barrymore, and Cameron Diaz to this new iteration that tries to set itself apart, but instead of trying to set itself apart and be original, it's almost like sticking out like a sore thumb compared to the original iterations or the original and then the second iteration. What was in the trailer really got to me as well. When I watched it, when it before Maleficent came on, I was like, okay, it's a Charlie's Angels reboot. But I'm seeing sex. I'm seeing fun-loving, relaxing, not taking yourself too seriously, which I understand. It's a it's a it's a it's a fun movie. But when you compare whenever someone thinks about a spy movie, what are the first two movies or franchises that come up in your mind? James Bond and Mission Impossible. Now, Elizabeth Banks recently also talked about, she said that she researched James Bond and the Mission Impossible franchise and tried to take inspiration from that for her movie. Based off of the trailer, now I have not seen this movie. Based off of the trailer, you did none of that. 100% nil. Ethan Hunt commits to what it is. Leaps and bounds are going to be taken. Tom Cruise is going to take crazy risks that the average person is just going to be impressed, but slightly frightened by. It's first with and slightly frightened. I remember when he hung on the side of the airplane. They had to make special contact, so therefore his eyes wouldn't water out. Or this this most recent movie where he jumped from roof to roof and he actually broke his foot, which is why he is even limping right after that happens in the movie because he broke his foot because he wanted to do his own stunts. But the difference is with that, with with Mission Impossible, whether it be Fallout or Spectre, with James Bond, there there seems to be a weight that comes along with it. Like if they don't succeed. The world will come to an end or it would really, really be detrimental to a multitude of people. 
with the advertisements for Charlie's Angels, I was just like, well, does she care more about the closet full of clothes, being materialistic, or does she care more about the mission at hand, securing whatever they may need to do? Do they care more about having fun jumping out of an airplane or spanking themselves with what jockeys use during a derby with horses? It was just very all over the place. And also there was a lot of, it's, it's almost the minimal advertisement that was for the movie that was just the same equivalent or was more advertising for the album for the movie versus that of the movie. Why should I care about the album and the soundtrack before I even see the movie? Guardians of the Galaxy 1, I, didn't even, I don't even remember what songs were playing in the trailer, but I knew after I left that movie, I was like, Yo, this soundtrack is bomb. These 60s, 70s, 80s music, it's just all hitting on told me different levels. Why should I care about the soundtrack? I don't want to care about the soundtrack before I see the movie. Because usually the sound the movie that this, the music that's in the trailer might not even show up in the movie. So why I I, I was so confused when that happened and they showed the trailer and then they did like a little sub part of trying to plug in the album. No, please don't do that. So all I think it is, is the reason that this movie failed is because it was improper execution. Improper execution equals no sales. Improper execution means no interest, no likes, no retweets, none of that. If you don't, do it something well enough for people to want to talk about it or spread it out. It's not going to, it's not going to do well. If you're going to wait to the last minute to go ahead and put the advertising out there for a movie that people already don't even know about or that people already don't think or take seriously as it is, the early 2000s generation committed to what it was. Three young women that happened to look as if they were not capable of doing the things that they were doing. But when the shit hit the road, when the rubber needed to hit the road and the shit hit the fan, you knew that they were going to do what they needed to do. That's exactly what they were going to do. They were goofy. They were funny. You bought the relationships that were there. I didn't buy those relationships in those trailers. So I think it's very, very misdirected and misinformed for you to go ahead and say that men are the reason. Men are not the reason. If I put something out crappy, whether it be here on Talk Your Truth or when I was in college and I put in half-ass effort on a paper, and I got a C or below on a paper, should I expect anything more? If I didn't put the effort in, if I didn't put my best foot forward with it, why do I believe that it should be glorified? And then if it isn't glorified, is it fair for me to say that the teacher didn't see it from my perspective? That you were reading my paper, but you weren't seeing it from my perspective. So that's why you gave me the grade in what you did. That's backwards. That's backwards and that's crazy. This is the thing. 
when an actor directs, writes, and stars in a movie, most times, not all the time, but most time, it's not about to work out. Is it going to be fantastic? Probably not. Is it going to be good? Possibly. Because I know that, like I said, Tom Cruise has directed some movies or produced at least movies that he's been in. They've been good. But you, you need to allow the director to direct. If you're in the movie and directing the movie, that's playing double duty. So you got to put on two different hats. But you need to see it from two different perspectives. Instead of just putting on the two different hats, you have to be you have to look at the vision that you're trying to capture, but also be a part of the vision that is trying to be captured. I know that women are taking these director courses if they go to school for it, or if you're an actor, you are in these same rooms with men. The same men that are directors, the same men that are producers, the same men that are writers, the same men that are that are production assistants. You are among them. And the reason I say that is because y'all are on the same level. Y'all are getting the same material. If you're in class with them, y'all are getting graded on the same scale. At least you should be with the classroom. But if that's the case... I refuse to believe that there is a lack of creativity from women to men. I believe that y'all are just as capable, just as creative, if not more. Patty Jenkins directed Wonder Woman. And that was a fantastic movie. When women get the opportunity in which they deserve, they do great. And that's something that is added on, the fact that she was a woman, but she brought a beautiful piece to release. If you don't bring a beautiful piece, why would you blame the person that didn't go see your movie? I know there are a few issues just with the trailer of this movie. But I'm just going to spend some time on the representation. At Kirsten Stewart, or Kristen Stewart, I, I always mess up her first name, so forgive me if you're a fan of hers. Kristen Stewart, who's famous for being Belle in Twilight, no matter how you feel about that franchise, that's what most people know her as. Elizabeth Banks. And like I said, in the beginning of this episode, I couldn't even refer to the women who were going to be in it. But you had a taller woman looked as if she may have been a model prior to taking on this role just because she's so beautiful and she has the stature of what modeling agencies look for no matter how ridiculous they try and make those things unattainable for the normal person a normal woman we're not going to get into that she looks like she may have been a model it looks like she might be racially ambiguous she might be a biracial person or black i don't know and then you had the other woman who rounded out the trio 
even though Elizabeth Banks seemed like she was a part of the trio, making it a, a quad, uh, like four people. She, I couldn't tell if she was Hispanic or Middle Eastern. That wasn't stated in the trailer. All I know is that when I remember watching Charlie's Angels, they brushed over. Now, it was only one person that wasn't white in that movie, which was Lucy Liu. But they at least showed some of her, or what most people would assume is her ethnic background or culture. None of that was done in this trailer. It's 2019. You're saying that men didn't go see a movie? Where were the Hispanic women? Where were the black women? Where were the Eastern European women? They probably were there. Where were the American women, white women? Probably there. Where were the Pacific Islanders, Asian people, Asian women? They weren't there, I'm assuming, but they probably weren't there. It's 2019 and you have two of the four lead roles in your movie look like what we've seen before. You shouldn't have looked at Bond or Mission Impossible. You should have looked at Black Panther, Crazy Rich Asians. You should have looked at that. It's completely unfair for you to believe that men are the reason for your failure in terms of your movie. What I believe should be done is that you should have taken this on the chin, said, hey, I need to come back and do better, come out with my next movie, and yes, I will be scrutinized for this one. Yes, I will be judged by this one. But I need to go ahead and come back, and the next one I come back with is going to blow this one out of the water, and y'all are going to see the progression in which I have. You're also going to see the range and the dedication in which I already had for my craft, but now I want to show you even more of it. That's what you should do. Talking about that you're proud about this movie even though it bombed. So what? Go home. Take your ball and go home, please. We don't need that. If you want to get butts in them seats, if you want people to go out here and spend their time and their money, if you want people to take their daughters or even their sons to this movie, be serious about what you're doing. We go to movies, at least I can speak for myself. I go to movies, go ahead and look at the cinema. I love cinema. Also, at the same time, I'm a normal person. So I go out here and I'm like, yo, I want to watch it because I want to kind of escape from my reality just for a little bit. You know, just watch something that I see as fantastic or fantastical. Fantasy. Fiction, you know. I want to go see super-powered Men and women fighting aliens or fighting robots or a man hanging off the side of a a airplane or a woman jumping from a skyscraper and then scaling another one. Like I just I want to see something that's gonna blow me away. That's what I do. I got AMC stuff for a reason. I want to go and watch somebody who appreciates and respects their craft. That's why I loved Joker. I think Joker is probably one of the best movies 
and best comic book movies of all time because of the direction which Todd Phillips took in the portrayal of Arthur Fleck by Joaquin Phoenix. They did a great job. They did a fantastic job, and I could tell that they committed. They committed to what it was. They committed to what they were going to do. And they were like, you know what? People are going to be pissed at the fact that we changed how the Joker even looks. But after they watch this movie, they won't even care. And that's exactly what happened. They committed to what they were. They made it relevant. They made it interesting and enthralling. It gripped you. Even if I watch a funny movie, I want the funny movie to keep my attention. This movie right here, I would probably be on my phone. It just looks like a movie I really wouldn't be like, ah, okay, that was cool, that was cute. And at the very end of the trailer, they didn't even refer to the past. At least in Charlie's Angels 2, Full Throttle, they brought Demi Moore in there. And tried to, like, you know, draw back to the original Charlie's Angels. I was young, so I don't really remember the original Charlie's Angels. I wasn't even born when the original Charlie's Angels even came out. But... I tried to tie it in with Charlie's old team. I think y'all brought up like Nicki Minaj, Selena Gomez, and like one other person. Really? No Dylan. No Alex. No Natalie. None of them. You're not even going to bring Bosley in there. I mean, you can't bring the late great Bernie Mac back of course but Bill Murray's still kicking I just watched Zombieland he was in that come on if you want to be taken seriously you gotta act like it and it's not fair for you to just point the finger when something doesn't work your way men will go see a movie but also you have to advertise for the demographic in which you want to come and see a movie too My next point um, is that feminism shouldn't be used when it's convenient to point the finger. It shouldn't be. Just, I mean, like, how, what that statement I just made is how a lot of people feel about racism. That racism shouldn't be used when it's convenient for somebody. You guys know, I like to. Always put the shoe on the other foot and play devil's advocate type of thing. So I just want to highlight that because most people would just stick with one thing and they end up being called a hypocrite at the end. I don't care. This is Talk Your Truth and I'm talking through this microphone right now. This is V right here. But feminism already has flaws that a lot of people have pointed out. One point that I want to make, actually, and point out to you guys is one of of someone, in my opinion, misusing the platform in which feminism actually is. That was, um, I came across, it was one of my Google updates for like articles and everything like that based off of my search history and cookies. So there's a new show on Disney Plus called The Mandalorian. I love The Mandalorians, all the lore. 
my favorite character when I was a kid was actually Jango Fett because I was born in 93. So that was my first Mandalorian I ever saw. Um, and Attack of Star Wars, Attack of the Clones. And then when I watched the original trilogy prior to episode three coming out, it grew because I obviously knew who Boba was from episode two to episode five and six. So I just loved them. I loved like the lore. I loved everything that was depicted and shown to me. But then when I played the Star Wars Battle Bunny Bounty Hunter game that came out on the Nintendo GameCube back in the day, so I might be dating myself. So excuse me. Um, it even it just dove even more into the religion and the background of what George Lucas created for the Mandalorians. So I say all that to say because there was a woman on she's verified on Twitter, um, Liz L I Z Shannon Miller. And she spoke about, she tweeted about the lack of representation in The Mandalorian and the fact that the first woman didn't appear nor speak in the first episode, the pilot episode for The Mandalorian, until 20 minutes into the first episode. This is by Bleeding Fool. Bleeding, like you're, you know, bleeding blood. Um, Fool, F-O-O-L dot com. If you would just look it up, Google that and then do Mandalorian. I'm sure it's one of the first articles that comes up. And there was some language within this article that I was like, ooh, some broads are being thrown around. This is some, you know, distasteful language to be used. So I can see how someone could see this as um, borderline misogynistic based off of the language, some of the language, not all of it, some of the language that was being used in the article. And in this article, man, like I said, they were using certain points that were good, but they, they showed a screenshot actually of a spat, Twitter spat back and forth or what her tweets actually were about when it came to um, the woman, like what, what, what Liz was um, talking about. So what she said was, this is what she said. All righty. Like so many, like so many, you came to Star Wars as a child and it makes you, and it still makes you feel that way. Every time you hear the music and see, or see an X-Wing fighter. However, one thing you have been keenly aware of from your earliest days on this planet is that it does not contain all that many girls. It's okay. That's the first point that she, that she tweets again. So you sit down to watch the Mandalorian this week and you want to love it for so many reasons. And then you watch it and you're enjoying it. Then 20 minutes in a woman speaks and you realize that it's the first woman to speak in the entire episode. And then you go to the credits and you see the character voiced by Emily Swallow is listed as armorer and she's the only damn woman to speak the entire episode. You know all this because you think about someone about tweeting something and you think about what kind of response you'll get, reasonable or otherwise, and so you don't. It's exhausting after all. Uh Someone responded by saying, this is at small brown, small brown ring. 
there are few women in Star Wars, and yet you still liked it? Exclamation point. It doesn't need women in it to be great. Men fight in Star Wars. Star Wars is a boy's adventure, not a girl's empowerment series. Stop appropriating Star Wars to be more feminist. Make your own series. Liz didn't care much for that comment. This is all from Bleeding Fool, so she blocked him. Um, then Liz tweeted, Been firmly blocking anyone, anyone whose response to this essay, which is in part about my exhaustion and frustration with online Star Wars culture, is proof of why I am exhausted and frustrated with online Star Wars culture. It's like repeating the same thing, but okay. The reading comprehend reading comprehension is not strong with the bros. There was reading no comprehension good with me because her her language her English is just all over the place. Grammar rather, or lack thereof. But when I watched it, I watched the trailer of Mandalorian. I've watched all three episodes at this point in time. I don't know when you're listening to this, but at this moment in time, there's only been chapters one through three released on the Mandalorian for season one. She's right that the first female character didn't show up until the first 20 minutes, but it's a very, very like close and tight knit story about one character. What Bleeding Fool states, and I actually agree with, is since when did girls growing up really like Star Wars? I don't know too many. I remember I had a red lightsaber. It was a Darth Vader plastic lightsaber as a kid. And in my neighborhood, there were other, you know, it was a multiracial neighborhood. So you had the white boys had the red or the blue and the green one. Um... The Hispanic kid had the purple one, which I really wanted. I had no clue where you could even find Mace Windu's lightsaber, which is Samuel L. Jackson's character. But I had the red one, I had Darth Vader's. And there was one girl in the entire neighborhood. I was just like a group of like maybe 10 kids that would play together. And the one group, one girl out of like six that lived in the neighborhood had a lightsaber. And it was Count Dooku's, which is red. And she would play with us. What I didn't understand was in this article or what Liz has said on Twitter, in my own life, there haven't been many women or girls that showed interest in Star Wars until this new franchise. So I'm I'm very confused. The depiction of Princess Leia as a slave with, with being half naked and all that stuff, I don't agree with that. But there have been women in most of these movies that have spoken, that have mainly been reduced to being love interest or even damsel in distress. Um, but they've been in the movies. So in this show, I think it's a little weird that somebody would just be like, oh, well, as a person who loves star wars you want to love it if you don't want to love it then why are you here would you stay in a relationship with somebody who doesn't love you would you stay in a friendship with somebody who doesn't care for what you say and only wants you to listen to them i for one don't agree with some like with many if not all of misogynist views but this is the type of stuff that a lot of people who happen to be misogynist or may be on the fence about 
do I support feminism or do I just not do anything or just be like, hey, calm down? This is what people get upset about. They get upset about a woman directing a movie and blaming men for it when the movie didn't look good. Men going to see this movie wasn't going to make it look good. If the story wasn't there, do you think the movie would get better? If, and she obviously, I mean, at this point, she didn't watch the second episode at all, um, which really didn't have much to do with the armor, but she probably didn't even watch the third one. I would love to see if Liz tweeted anything about episode three or chapter three for the Mandalorian, because her armorer character has a lot more to do in that episode. So, and she actually, I'm not going to spoil anything. So she, she just, just misguided and just waiting waiting to fire a shot waiting and then anyone who says anything you just get blocked man i wish i could just block people in my reg- in my real life for saying something that just don't agree with me oh you don't agree with me cancel oh you got an opinion that differs from mine piss off bitch like really that's what we do that's what we do Uh, what, what Bleeding Fool actually stated, which was a very good point, is that everything that Liz wants is in the new trilogy. The representation is there. The woman being at the forefront is there. The main character is Ray, and she is the main character of the movie. You have little girls running around in Ray's costume with the lightsaber that happened to originally be Luke's that ended up being or even more original to Anakin is now in the hands of a woman and she's trying to defend the galaxy with it in these movies. Everyone looks to her for guidance. Everyone looks to her for direction. They even bring up a point about the Batwoman show on CW saying that everything that you're talking about, everything that you want from the Mandalorian is in the Batwoman show. But you probably aren't watching that, and it's probably going to get canceled after the first or second season because it's just not performing well in the ratings. I don't hear the director of the Batwoman complaining about the fact that their their show isn't doing well based off men not watching it, like Elizabeth Banks did. And I don't hear tweets about it either. I don't. I don't. I don't read them. This is what I need for people to do. If you have an issue with misrepresentation when it comes to women if you have some difficulties or anything like that difficulties to understand as to why people don't understand you when something like this comes up i want you to take a figurative figurative look behind you if you are a white woman up under the sound of my voice right now or a white man or anybody who aligns with feminism who doesn't understand by what people mean by you just need to go ahead and be quiet and understand the plight of other people around you. I want you to take a figurative look behind you and see or think about all of the minorities that are behind you in line. How many, how long did it take for us to get Black Panther. How long did it, did it take for us to get Crazy Rich Asians? Versus that of how long did it take to get 
the original Wonder Woman movie that was not that good. Not the Gal Gadot one, but the like 70s or 80s one. How long did it take to get the Supergirl movie after the Superman movies where Christopher Reeve started being bad? So what I don't understand is... No, I, I take that back. I do understand. But what you don't understand is that you need just to, just to be quiet. Star Wars is going in a different direction. George Lucas, George Lucas is not directed anymore. Watch the show in its entirety before you formulate an opinion on it. I, for one, love How to Get Away with Murder. My favorite character outside of Annalise is Connor. That's a white gay guy, and I'm a young, straight black man. I don't have a problem with it. There's a black man on the show with Gabriel now. There's a black girl on there with Michaela and Annalise. There is a black gay or biracial gay um, lawyer on there in Tegan. I mean, the representation is there. This is what I meant by not using feminism when it's convenient. And this is how a lot of people, what I'm saying right now, is how a lot of people feel about black people when they bring up race. Squeaky wheel is supposed to get the oil. But 400 years is a long time to be waiting for some oil. I wish I could just go ahead and be like, oh, you should change something because I dislike it. Minorities have been seen in America ever since they arrived or were brought here by force. So I think you need to slow your roll, Liz. Elizabeth Banks, you need to go back to the drawing board. Take everything off that you thought was real and study your craft the way you want to be respected. Respect your craft. Do what you need to do and come back stronger. I, for one, went to see Maleficent because I was like, you know, I'm here for Angelina. I wasn't there for Chitwell Edgy of Four. It was great that he was there, but I was there for Angelina. When I see Harriet, it's because I want to see her story. When I see uh, Wonder Woman 84, it's because I want to see Wonder Woman and Gal Gadot and her story. Me as a man, I care about these things and I want to go see these things. But you got to bring me something that I'm going to give a damn about. The Mandalorian, 20 minutes in. Do you know what's happening at the border right now? Do you care? Do you care at all? Do you know what happened in two episodes ago on Talk Your Truth about Amber Geiger? You get your priorities straight. You're talking about representation. Other people talking about not dying. While still needing representation in the House or in the Congress, in a country in which they don't feel like they are full citizens because they aren't represented and people aren't truly looking out for them. The world is bigger than your Twitter spatter. You blocking people, Liz. Then you definitely need to get your shit together and get your priorities together. I know this might be atypical behavior, talking truth, or atypical behavior of me for calling people out. But if we're going to come together as a collective, I recognize the plight of women. 
but I recognize the plight of African-American women too. I can't say, oh, it's overarching in feminism when feminism still wouldn't benefit Latina and black women in America. So I'm an equal opportunist, I'm not a feminist. I can't say all lives matter because until black lives matter, all lives won't. And if somebody tells me that blue lives matter, do you know your history as to what and how police officers, and police enforcement even began? And how it was those slave runners and those slave catchers that started the modern day police. Now, they are not what they were then. They are not. I have a few friends that are actually police officers. They're very upright standing individuals in the community. But it pays to know and not be ignorant. Elizabeth Banks, your movie was a joke. Change the punchline. Liz, somebody need to cancel you on Twitter. Not literally. I do not advocate any type of harm to anybody. But somebody needs to cancel you. Or you need to be educated. Just because you don't like something, you're going to block them. You're misinformed. And you're grossly foolish for what you said. Ladies and gentlemen, or however you see yourself and like to articulate how you profess who you are. I have been V. Y'all have been great. This has been Talk Your Truth. Another episode coming soon. I did mention in my last episode on Fair Play um, equals fair, a fair pay equals fair play that the Colin Kaepernick episode would be coming soon. That will be coming right after this one. So I hope that y'all have a wonderful day, blessed day, that y'all have been blessed from the last moment you heard my voice to this time. Thank you very much for supporting. More to come. I hope everybody, if you don't hear anything prior to the holiday, or if you listen to this right before the holiday, Thanksgiving holiday coming up, I hope each and every one of you up under the sound of my voice has a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving, whatever you're going to do, just be safe. And if you're going out and doing any Black Friday shopping, please be safe for yourself. Please make sure that your loved ones are safe as well. So I've been V. Y'all have been wonderful. I love each and every one of you, and I hope all of you have a wonderful day. Bye.